iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Hey, it's me, Bobby. I'm sitting here with my sidekick, Michelle, who uh, does just about everything um, for me. And Michelle, what is your job description here? Oh. <laughs> Where do we begin? It's a fucking joke. <laughs> Seriously. I'm here at my uh, Montclair studio because it's been a crazy week and we're excited because we get to talk to Adi Arenzi. Now, Adi is the founder, co-founder of Teamy Blends, not just a tea company, a, a company that has over a million followers. Another thing about Adi is she is very persistent. She, I think, originally reached out to me a couple years ago and wanted me to try the teas. And she called, she wrote, she... It's the truth. She just was not going to let go until she was able to sit, down, to with sit down with me. I mean, this is the truth. And honestly, she's an entrepreneur. She is, um, you know, someone that I know can do anything she sets her mind to. She not only has this amazing tea brand, but now makes skincare products that are in, I don't even know how many doors she sells at Ulta. That's a big deal. So she is quite interesting. And um, here's my conversation with her because she has some story. So first of all, I want to get the pronunciation of your name. It's Adi. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Ar Arazini. Ar Arazini. Adi Arazini. <laughs> That's right. Which, is that an Israeli name? Not at no. all. I okay. married uh, a Jewish Italian. Uh, so... Like a real Jewish Italian? No. I mean, his dad's uh, Italian, not Jewish, but okay. his mom's Jewish. So okay. he has the Italian last name. Gotcha. But my maiden name was Halevi, which is a very Israeli name. Right. And then when we got married, I changed it to Arizini. Where were you born? I was born in Israel. In Israel. Okay. Yeah. What part? It's a little town called Mascaret Batia, which is maybe 30 minutes from Tel Aviv. Okay. I was there the first time this year. Friend's kid got married. You know, I'm over 60 years old. I never went to Israel. Oh, my God. What did you yeah. think? Oh, it was amazing. It was, you know, people always said it would be life-changing. It really was. I felt very emotional. I wrote a note for my dad, put it in the wall. Wow. You know, like, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, being born there and then I came to... Florida when I was six with my family uh -huh. and I didn't know any Hebrew. I didn't read it. I didn't write it. My parents were very adamant on you need English? to learn English really? because were your parents, Hebrews, where were your parents born? Um, my mom was born in Romania originally, okay. but moved to Israel when she was nine and mm -hmm. my father was born in Israel. And, but they were like, let's make sure that you know English hmm. because Hebrew is not going to help you around here. Right. You need uh -huh. to know English and but you were about no right? I was, but it was very, 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 very minimal. Okay. And when I was 19, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Mm -hmm. and You're not supposed to, by the way. I know, but like I came from a very, very low income family. Mm -hmm. I've been working since I was nine years old. What did your parents do? My dad was a gardener mm -hmm. and my mom... It was difficult because in the beginning, we didn't have a permit to work. Okay. So only my dad could legally work. Right. So she would clean houses and we would do things that were mm -hmm. kind of under the table right. to make yeah. ends meet. Right. To do what you have to do. Brothers exactly. and sisters? One older brother. One older brother. And what does he yeah. do? 
Um, he is going to school for computer science. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Really neat. So what part of Florida did you move? Tampa. To Tampa. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you you went to high school there? Yeah, I went to high school. I worked all throughout high school, mm -hmm. mainly babysitting and nannying as right. much as I could. Okay. But college was never part of the picture hmm. because we were at such a low-income family you can't even dream about going to college. So I never took my SATs. But you didn't I, even think of getting a scholarship? I was such in this hustle to survive because right. I was working so I could buy groceries for me and my mom. Right. Because I, even though... Was your dad in the picture at the time? No. no. So I, I definitely say I was raised by a single mom. Okay. And, you know, we were out there right. cleaning houses, babysitting, nannying, doing whatever hmm. we could to put food right. on the table. So in my mind, I wanted to get out of high school as quickly as possible mm -hmm. so that I could work 40 hours right. a week and make more income so I could support myself and my mom mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. So when you graduated high school, what kind of jobs did you do? After that, I worked at a postcard company. Mm -hmm. And again, it was just, you know, $10, $11 an hour. And I worked there for about a year and a half. And I knew that I wasn't going to college. And I knew that I didn't have any actual skills that I could put on paper. But I knew that I needed to find something that I was passionate about. And that's when I found this program that you could join the Israeli army if you were American or wherever you were from. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm moving to Israel. Spontaneously decided within six weeks I was in Israel. Okay. What was it like being in the Israeli army? It was insane. Well, first of all, did you ever <laughs> see the movie um, with Goldie Hawn? No. When she joined the army? Oh, my God. You didn't. Or she got drafted. Goldie Hawn, who played a Jewish girl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's the funniest thing. I, I know it's not like that in the real Israeli army, but yeah. you have to watch this movie. I wish I could think of the name of it. Okay. I'll have yeah. to look it up. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah. It um, was crazy. It was the best experience really? I've ever had. Like, what was it like? You know, a bunch of 18-year-olds that are just finished high school are all being drafted. So I was in a group of 120 girls that were all drafted for the same position, which was a fitness instructor for combat soldiers. So it's a pretty good position to get, don't yeah, you think? We had to audition for it. Really? Yeah. It were was you pretty... into fitness at the time? Yes and no. I, If you told me to run a mile, yeah. I'd be like, no, I can't run a mile. Mm -hmm. So, But I was very good at doing push-ups and crunches and other things. So I wasn't like at my, the top of my game, right. but I was interested in sports. And so you had to tell these soldiers, like, 10 more, go. Pretty much. That's crazy. Our job was to train them to pass their physical fitness tests and the obstacle course training at the end of their four-month boot camp. So we went through ourselves a four-month boot camp to learn all about human anatomy, mm -hmm. the muscles, you know, how, wow. to, how to create running programs, how to help with nutrition, all of these things. And I had to learn it in Hebrew, wow. which was a language I did not know at the time. That is fascinating. It was wild. And why did you want to come back? I had to legally come back because I had a green card, ah, but I didn't have my gotcha. citizenship. And so my mom was like, get back here. We need to apply for our citizenship. And so when I finished my, my two-year service, I came back to America after a year, we applied for our citizenship. I had already become a National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer mm -hmm. at the time. And that's what I was doing. I was teaching spin classes, huh. doing personal training in the Tampa area. Uh -huh. And a year after that is when we started Teamy Blends. Okay. that This is a really fascinating story because you just, you never hear things like this. Mm -hmm. It's really unique and really different. So you move back, you're, you're a fitness instructor, and then I guess you started dealing with some health issues before yeah, that? Yeah. When I was in the Army the last year, I 
had really bad digestive issues. So the food in the army is not fresh. It's not farm to table. It's not organic. Because the food in Israel is so good. It's so good, but not for the soldiers. Right. It's good for at restaurants yeah. when you're going out. The, the earth in Israel is very plentiful. So it has a lot of vitamins and the vegetables are great. But when you're feeding a base of 3000 people, mm -hmm. you're making food that's easily right. mass produced. So because I had digestive issues, the food that I was eating in the army was just not working with my digestive system. And you didn't have problems before? No. no, it was just like all of a sudden in my first in after my first year of the army, I literally, Bobby, I looked like I was five months pregnant yeah. when I wasn't. My stomach was hard as a rock. So hmm. I was like, OK, well, what am I what can I do? So I started right. drinking coffee and being addicted to coffee because it was the only way that I could stimulate my digestive system. Right. And at some point that stopped working, too. So I would drink three cups of coffee a day and nothing, hmm. nothing would happen. I broke down and I told my mom. I was like, mom, this is what's happening. What do I do? So we tried to change my diet, you know, drink more water, eat more foods that have fiber in them. Mm -hmm. I did all of the traditional things yeah. that I could think of to naturally get rid of this problem. And I was exercising too. So it wasn't, it wasn't that. And you were eating the right food and, and the right fiber. Right. Did you ever figure out what was the problem? Yeah, I did. What was uh, it? It was an accumulation of toxins in uh -huh. my gut. Huh. So that's when I started researching. I ended up doing a colonic where right. it's kind of gross, but Oh, I've done you, colonics. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I, not, I've tried everything. It's not super yeah. um pleasurable. Let's just no. say that. Right. You go to a clinic and they're putting a tube well, you know where. But you're supposed to have a series of them. Yeah, but it was yeah, I, Oh, it's awful. It's, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't keep this up. This right. is not a real yeah. solution for my right. digestive issues. This yeah. is more of a band-aid approach right. to the problem instead of looking at what is the problem mm -hmm. to begin with and and handling that. Okay. So what I did is when I finished the army, I started reading a ton of books about digestive health and colon health. And it was like, hey, from processed foods that we've all eaten, we've all had pizza, we've all mm -hmm. had ice cream, we've all had sodas, right. because it's okay. We don't need to not eat those delicious things in our lives, mm -hmm. um, obviously in moderation, but they accumulate in your body. So there are certain things that the body cannot digest. So particles of those foods stay in your gut and they accumulate over time. And any person, even the people sitting in this room right now, could have five to 20 pounds of excess toxins in their gut right now. And it has nothing to do with if you're skinny, if you're overweight, if you're bloated, even people that are exactly the right weight that they're supposed to be have excess toxins in their bodies that they could do without. Doctors might not agree with you though. That's true. And this has not been regulated by the right. FDA is something that's said a lot. And I veer more toward the holistic health approach. And yeah, those things are not as regulated, but it is obviously my opinion. It's mm -hmm. what has worked right. for me and it's what has worked for hundreds of thousands of my customers. So you made, you started making yourself this tea. Right. And like, what kind of things did you put in the tea? So my mom actually has a tea garden. So I started taking huh. products and like little, okay, let me take this lemongrass. Let me take this green tea. Let me do this and put them all together. And then I started ordering ingredients from overseas as well. And I started blending these ingredients. And some of them was like, that one tastes really good, but isn't effective. This one is super effective, but doesn't taste good. So I started reading up on ingredients and what each tea does. 
until we came up with a formulation for our 30-day detox program, which was our first product. And so what's the 30-day detox program? So it comes with two teas. There's mm -hmm. one tea that you drink in the morning as a coffee replacement, which is what I'm drinking here right now. And it boosts your metabolism, raises your energy, and suppresses your cravings naturally. So you do not drink coffee anymore? Um, maybe once a week on the weekend mm -hmm. as kind of like a treat. Right. You know, it's fun yeah. to drink a cappuccino, but I don't have to drink it every day in order to get energy. Like I actually, at this point, don't even need to drink tea to get energy. I just like wake up with energy. You think it's because own. of the tea? I think it's because I'm no longer dependent or addicted to right. a product that is so strong. I am so addicted to my morning espresso. I understand. Yeah. And my my goal is not to necessarily get people to stop drinking coffee right. because I don't even consider Teamy Blends a tea company necessarily. We're a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. So it's not that's not really the goal. But my husband, for example, from Portland, loves coffee. Coffee is his thing. Yeah, of course. But sometimes he'll be like, you know what? I'm feeling like it's my crutch and that I need coffee in order to get through my day. So he'll take two weeks and he will do our program for two weeks just to give himself a reset button so that he doesn't feel dependent on something. Mm -hmm. But you first made the tea not knowing you were going to do a business. You just That's made right. it for yourself. That's right. I was like, well, I need to solve my own problem. Right. And I also went around and I bought all the other teas that had these claims right. to do a detox effect. Right. I went to my local Whole Foods and supermarket and I tried all these teas and none of them worked on me. So I was like, let me just try to make this on my own and see if I can make something that works for me. And once I did, I just started talking to my girlfriends about it. And they were like, what? I have bloating issues too. And then I started doing research and finding out that two out of three Americans have bloating problems or digestive issues, which I was not even aware of. I just thought it was like me. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, I think everybody has it. Yeah. I do. I mean, I've suffered from it forever. I, I just assume it's because I go out to dinner all the time. <laughs> I do. I mean, we go out a lot. Yeah. It's definitely a, a balance of how to yeah. put your body into a routine. So how do you eat in addition to the tea? So like every, everyone is different. Yeah. So there's no one diet fits all. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, I drink a smoothie in the morning. I have a lunch with protein that has a salad and usually salmon for right. me. I like to eat eggs and yogurt, things that are highly concentrated mm -hmm. in protein that work well for my body. And what do you put in your smoothie? So I put banana. Usually I put frozen kale. I'll put chocolate protein powder, maybe some blueberries. Whey powder or vegan powder? What's v your favorite? Vegan powder for me. You do? Okay. Yeah. So everyone, again, is different. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that you're adding whole foods into your diet. Okay. And then in lunch, you have a salad with protein. And what about in the afternoon? And usually by that time, it's like dinner time for mm -hmm. me. And I love eggs. So mm -hmm. I usually make myself eggs for dinner. Really? And I your know. That works with your husband? Usually. Yeah. I know. I, we, because we are currently doing long distance, because I live in Florida for my company and he lives in Portland. Ah. When I'm in Portland, I I step it up. I step okay. up my, my wifey game so okay. that I can cook him bigger meals. But when I'm by myself, that's all that I need. And how long have you been married? I've been married for about a year and a half. And how does that work, this distant thing? It is interesting. I mean, yeah. I see my husband every four to six weeks okay. for two weeks. And he is so supportive of the fact that he understands that I run a business mm -hmm. and I can't like disappear from my headquarters and people not. How big is your how big is your company? How many employees? We have 50 employees right now. You have 50 employees. And how old mm -hmm. is the company? Five years old. Now, were you ever in a store? Like, how did you start selling? So we started selling online only okay. because no one was going to take me seriously. I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. I even tried going to Whole Foods with a little bag of like my tea. And I could tell that the store manager 
wasn't really giving me the time of day. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait around for someone else to recognize the products that I have. I'm going to go directly to the consumer. And I could do that kind of even hiding behind a website because they couldn't see that I was literally running this out of my mom's house right. in my bedroom mm -hmm. where I had stacks of tea, had shipping labels, and I was shipping the products out to the customers by myself. I would go to USPS every day. By the way, like, that's how I started the lipsticks. No way. Yes. My husband would take them to the post office. Yep. I would put a lipstick in a manila envelope mm -hmm. with a little slip of paper that said the ingredients, and I would mail it to Mrs. Schwartz or whoever wanted to buy it. That's right. And yeah. that's the best, like, ground roots way. You just, I didn't want to wait for someone else to give me the opportunity. I just wanted to take the opportunity for myself. But then how did people hear about you? Like, what was your strategy? And not even your strategy, what did you do? Okay, so here's what I did. This was five years ago. Instagram was just starting to blow up. And I recognize that there are people that are called Instagram influencers. Even though I myself didn't use Instagram as a platform for me, I knew that in order to have that ground roots movement, I needed to use it for my brand. So I started a brand page and I started posting. And I through that, I started realizing, oh, on Instagram, I can actually reach out to customers. Like if I saw you as a customer, I could just comment right. on your photo or DM you and contact you and let you know about my products. So I started doing that. I started doing massive outreach through my phone. And then I said, okay, there's people may come to Teamy Blends and be like, who is this company? They're very small. Are they legit? Are they sketchy? Who are they? So I was like, okay, I need to partner with influencers out there. And I didn't have any money to give them or to do paid sponsorships mm -hmm. with. So I started working with very small micro-influencers in the beginning. What's a micro-influencer? Anyone I consider between five to 50,000 followers on mm -hmm. Instagram. Okay. They and say now that's the new influencer. I mean, I work with both. Yeah. So we can talk about that in yeah. a little bit. I have a different mindset on uh -huh. influencer marketing. And I created a, a software that would manage my influencer marketing because a lot of companies actually end up going bankrupt through influencer marketing because they're throwing money in the dark. Mm -hmm. They're paying someone based off of their followers or their engagement and don't actually know if that person's going to provide ROI right. on their Which campaign. Which is return on investment for those of you guys that don't know an ROI. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So that's what I started doing. I started working with influencers and tracking which influencers were working and which were not. And I started realizing through trial and error and, you know, just by canceling out things that weren't working, that there are certain people on Instagram and certain tells on who is going to be able to sell my product or get the right exposure for my product and people that were not. So, for example, when I work with fashion bloggers mm. or people that have these beautiful feeds, they might, even if they have a million followers, zero sales. Really? Zero. Why? Number one, wellness doesn't go with a fashion blogger. Mm -hmm. The people that are following them don't care about what they're doing in their personal life. They care about their clothes, mm -hmm. where they got them, and what they recommend. But the other side of it is you have to be able to differentiate between someone that you admire and look up to. We're like, wow, I love this girl's outfit. And you have that feeling of admiration between an influencer that is actually influential, meaning they actually influence you to think a certain way, to do a certain thing, or to buy a certain product. There are people that I follow that I'm like, cute outfit, and I'll save the outfit for an idea, but I won't go buy it. I'll be like, uh, that's like a $500 coat. I'm going to go buy the same thing at Target. Mm -hmm. So right. there's just a, a difference or a tells between people that you look up to that are like, wow, you have beautiful photos to people that you feel internally connected to 
and then you're going to say, I'm going to buy that product because she recommended it and I relate to her because of these reasons. So who are some of your favorite influencers? Mm. Okay, there's one. Her name is Bella Falcone. She's mm-hmm. originally from Brazil and is mm-hmm. a, a fitness influencer. She, I've worked with her for four years. Mm-hmm. She's definitely one of my favorites. And how did you figure out what to do with the social media influencers? So at first, I had a huge Excel sheet where I would have the name of the influencer, their address, their email, uh, the date that I shipped the product out to them, the day it's supposed to arrive, when they posted, if they posted. I had this Excel sheet. It was very confusing because it was a lot of information just for one Excel sheet. And then I would have at the end of the Excel how many sales they brought in. And I was I was tracking them through discount codes and how many sales that person brought in. And if, that, if I would consider them profitable and work with them again or if I would consider them not profitable. So I had different colors and different things. And then I was really I realized I had like 200 people on this Excel sheet. It was getting out of hand. There's no way that I could really track. I wanted to be able to like look up in a software, how did this influencer do? You know, whether I paid them, whether I just gave them free product, what I need to be able to see so that I can find common denominators between the influencers that work and the influencers that don't work and figure out the formula of how I was going to scale this. So the 15 people in our social media team run and make their decisions based off if they're going to work with someone through this software. They're able to see if they're going, they're able to predict if they're going to do well or not well through our previous collaborations with different people. It's really interesting. And I could not have done it without this software. And we're constantly adding more features to it because you're you're literally shooting in the dark mm. as a business owner. You're just paying influencers money for recognition. Okay, we all love exposure and recognition. But if you're not like a big corporate company, you can't spend a thousand dollars and get zero return on it. That thousand dollars means a lot to me when I run my business out of my bedroom. So I couldn't, I had to be very Jewish with my money, I like to say. I had to be like, okay, I have to spend my money where I know I'm going to return it. I was very cautious in the beginning until I was able to find the formula that worked for me and expand on it. And But how did you track who was selling what? Through their discount codes. So uh-huh. I could say if you had discount code Bobby and yeah. I could see, okay, there was three purchases made when the value of $150 and I paid Bobby $50 to do this collaboration. Okay, so she made a profit approximately of $100. Okay, good. Let's work with Bobby again next month and doing things on a repeating schedule. So if someone works, we work with them again. Gotcha. And we don't let them go. We're like, great, Bobby. I love that you collaborated with us in the month of January. What's your schedule for February? How does February 15th work for you? So there's a lot of a lot of that going on. And how did you learn this? Or did you just figure it out? I created it. You know, I, I've, I saw so many companies do influencer marketing the wrong way. And I was like, Mm-mm, not for me. I'm going to figure this out. And especially with wellness, like I was telling you before, um, just bikini models holding products is a, an illusion. Mm. It is it is advertising, not marketing. It's just like, let me just hold this product and wear a bikini and hope people buy it. And some people will buy it, but that's just not what I wanted to do. It's not what I believe in. I believe in living a healthy, happy, well-rounded lifestyle. And I wanted to make sure that I could relay that through the partnerships that I worked with. So how accurate were the predictions of the software? Very, very good. That's pretty cool. And is your is it only available online? Only digital? No, we expanded. Yeah. So we grew um, in 2017. 
I decided to add skincare to mm -hmm. my product line okay. that was based off of the natural benefits of tea and using it for your skin topically instead of just ingesting mm -hmm. it. And that was a huge move for us. And I didn't even know that it was a huge move when I was doing it. And that's how like all genius ideas yeah. are born. Right. Because I surveyed my customers and I was like, guys, what do you want to see us sell? What do you want to buy from the teeny store? And I just got like skincare over and over and over again. I was mm. like, all right, you guys asked for it. I'll make you some skincare. So I made a matcha green tea detox mask and a matcha green tea facial scrub. And those were two products that I made in 2017. And how did you even know where to get them made? Well, you do research. Mm -hmm. I found a manufacturer locally that was mm -hmm. 10 minutes away from mm -hmm. my offices. I went in and we started working on for the formulations. And it took me over six months to create those two products mm -hmm. because I had never made skincare before. I had to do a ton of research. This one was the, the right smell, but didn't create the right effect. And there's just a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. And we created some amazing products. And after we had them on our website and our customers liked them, I started reaching out to stores to see what stores would be able to hold this product. And in March of 2018, we were picked up by Ulta Beauty nationally in all of cool. their stores. That's a big one. Huge. 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 Yeah. Like Ulta? Yeah. That's where I shop. And you can go in there to any store. Well, you were picked up because you went to them, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm always like aggressive. Yeah. So yeah. I always contact the people that I want to be speaking yeah. with. I don't think the word is aggressive. I okay. think there's got to be a better word. Mm. Because. Yeah. How how would we say it? No, mm. you would never call a man aggressive. Mm, you true. Know? So you are. What's the word? Go getter. Yeah, definitely a go getter. Go getter. We'll, ambitious. We'll back. Definitely ambitious. Yeah. And you're not afraid. I mean, you're yeah. a true, you know, you're a true entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm not afraid of of hearing no. I, mm -hmm. I love the outreach part of it because Everything is possible. Mm -hmm. Everything is possible. But how did you even, I assume you don't make the teas in your house anymore? I don't. Okay. We so now, we have a, a manufacturer in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and then we have another manufacturer for our tumblers, a plastic manufacturer, and then our skincare is made in the U.S. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Hong Kong, you have mm -hmm. to go all the way to Hong Kong to make the teas. Okay. That's right. Would make sense. Asian... I mean, you know. all the teas are grown in that right. area, South uh -huh. America, India, mm -hmm. and Asia. And we source them from six different countries. And then we bring them to our factory. We blend them. We make sure that they go through all of the safety processes. We package them. We ship them here. And then we store them in our headquarters, which is an office and warehouse space that's 17,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. And like your first product, the mm -hmm. detox product. Yeah. Is there a Senna in it? There is senna in it. And isn't that kind of a hard ingredient? It's definite. Uh, by hard, you mean, mean like when it gets in your body, you literally have to go? Well, that's the point is the the senna is attacking the toxins mm -hmm. that are in your colon and in your gut. Now, you have to put the right amount of senna. You can't have too much because mm -hmm. you don't want to get rid of all of the bacteria in your body, for example. Right. But that's why I created this product specifically because I tried all the other products out there. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure that no one was going to have a negative effect from doing our, our detox program. So we've seen major success from it. And have you ever gotten any like major complaints? Like, you yeah, know, it doesn't work for people or? Like I said, everyone's bodies yeah. are different, but someone can say, oh my God, I had, I had to go to the bathroom all day after I drank the colon cleanse. And I'm like, that's awesome. Don't worry, that's supposed to be happening. 
That just means imagine all those toxins that you didn't even know were there are now coming out of your Unless body. Unless you have major cramps and pain. Right. Because that has happened too. And, and that's not fun. It's not fun. But I, I do want to tell you that that is a sign of toxins. Mm -hmm. The cramps and the pain aren't happening just because they're happening because the body doesn't want to let go of the toxins. It wants to hold. It wants to keep them. And does that happen the entire time you drink the tea? Definitely is, not. So that's just in the beginning. That's just in the beginning. And what other things are you thinking about doing? So this year is going to be really big for us. We're launching a couple more skincare products. Mm -hmm. So we have a hibiscus infused vitamin C serum that's coming mm -hmm. out in two weeks. Cool. And there is a type of tea that's called butterfly tea, mm -hmm. which is this blue purple tea. Hmm. So I made a toning mist out of it. Oh, and cool. And it's like this beautiful, it looks like a potion. Mm -hmm. So that's coming out in March. It's very Instagram It's worthy. very, it's very trendy. Yeah. People are going to love it. It's uh -huh. like you're spraying butterfly on your face. Uh -huh. It's beautiful. And how does the tea itself taste? Can you drink it? Like if you make the tea, the butterfly tea? Totally. We're going to sell the butterfly tea on its but own. But is it actually from like dead butterflies? No. no okay. It's called that just because the <laughs> the it, flower itself okay. looks like a butterfly. Okay, and it's checking. sourced from Thailand. So okay. the, hmm. I actually found out about the butterfly tea when I went on my honeymoon in Thailand and they served me this purple tea. Uh -huh. And I was like, what is this? Uh -huh. I sell tea. I don't uh -huh. know about this tea. So I started sourcing my own butterfly tea powder. Mm. And then I was like, I can make skincare out of this. Mm. And so cool. it was pretty interesting. And what does your husband do? My husband is in real estate. And, and he won't be moving to Florida? No, we made a pact that I would be moving to Portland. So everything that I'm doing in my company is right. how do I empower mm -hmm. the other managers, the other executives to take How do you empower? Bigger... How do you let go? That's the hard part. I don't know. Yeah. It's so hard for me. It's not a direct flight. I don't think it's Florida not. to Portland. I feel like I'm going to Europe every time. It's like nine yeah. hours wow. of traveling every time. And I don't, don't even necessarily enjoy flying. So it's what we have to do to make our marriage work right now. But my goal is in the next year to be able to live more in Portland and visit the headquarters. And that's why I'm empowering my executives to be able to take more leadership in the company so that I can run it remotely and come every four weeks to visit. Well, this part of my journey, I plan on, you know, traveling with my husband more. Mm. So I've been, I work remotely a lot. Wow. It's, it's, you know, it's always nicer and better when I'm there. Yeah. But it gets done. You know, yeah. it, it's I couldn't have done that when I first started the company and I couldn't have done that while I was involved with the big corporation. That would not have been OK. Yeah. So that's, I would love to pick your brain about that. Yeah. Well, because we have 50 people. It's not a small amount anymore. Right. But no, no. At least you're still the boss. When you sell your company to mm. a bigger company, that's when you usually need, you know, things are different. That's you're, a whole other ballgame. That is a whole. Yeah. I'm sure that in five with five years, you're not there yet. I don't think so. And. Right now, I feel like we're in such a growth stage. So this year, we're also going to be uh, bringing on powders. Mm -hmm. So I'm making a vegan protein powder that's infused with matcha tea. And then we'll do another one with black tea and white tea powder. And I want to see how my audience reacts to all of these new products that we're doing that create a lifestyle marketplace mm -hmm. based off of our tea products. I want to figure out exactly what my audience wants. So we got the skincare thing, but we only have created five skincare products so far. And what about your competitors? Do you, I mean, I'm sure you have competitors who sure. are bigger than you and who are on your tails. There, How do you? There are, but when you're going into the tea industry where that's where the whole detox tea thing got a bad rap because companies are trying to make money instead of really helping people. So they're making products and they're promoting them like 
be a bikini model, be a skinny girl and drink this tea. That's just not true. You're not going to get those results by drinking tea. So they're selling this false illusion. And I'm super passionate about getting in front of people and telling them what our detox program actually is instead of trying to sell the idea of being a bikini model on Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's why if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see that everything that we do is educational. These are the toxins in your body. Here's how they got there. Here's how they're making you feel. And by getting rid of them, you could feel X, Y, Z. So do you still post? Do I still yeah. post yeah. on the Teeny Blush page? Media, yeah. Yes. You do. I do. Okay. I do have an assistant that helps me with it. Uh-huh. But everything that you see that's posted on our page mm-hmm. are, are photographs that I've chosen and captions that I've written because that direct communication with my customer mm-hmm. is very important to me. Because Michelle posts the pictures on Ev18. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wake up in the morning like, nah, I don't like that picture. I take it off. <laughs> and I've had that too. My, my assistant that helps me with yeah. it. I have to teach her how yeah. to talk and think like me, right. which is hard to do. She sits with me and she'll write a caption and I'll be like, no, I would not say that. But it's so hard because we do this together, too. And mm-hmm. she, you know, she has a different language, mm-hmm. you know, like she talks in slang kind of and short speak. I do, right. too, but differently. Right. Yeah. You're well, I don't know who's more urban, me or you mm. in the way we talk, you know. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. It takes a long time to train someone to be able to do that because I know as the company grows that I'm not going to be able to have time to do that anymore. I mean, I shouldn't be doing it now. Right. But it's such an important part of our Mm -hmm. business having that authenticity from my voice to the customer. See, I do it not because it's important. I do it because I really love it. I love it too. I I think I have four different Instagram accounts, a hotel. Mm -hmm. I have my Just Bobby. I have Ev18. And then I started one called BB Portfolio Mm because I'm back being a makeup artist again. Love it. So yeah, it's really fun. Well, you're really interesting and you're really cool and I'm excited for you. And I don't know what else you're going to do, but I think you're going to do really well. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate yeah. that coming from you, yeah. one of my idols. Oh, you're so sweet. And, yeah. you know, I think it's cool. And I definitely want to hear more one day about, you know, the Israeli army. It was. It taught me more than anything how to just suck it up and do it. Like this whole like complaining is a waste of time. It's right. a waste of breath. You got to do work. You have to work. And I would be like on a top of a mountain in at 4 a.m., super cold in the desert on guard duty. And I'm like, why did I leave America, the land of opportunity, to volunteer into the army? What am I doing? And I was like, you know what? I made this commitment. I'm here. I'm doing this for my country. And it taught me how to like push through those those hard, tough mm. times. Mm. How to take orders is a huge thing. Right. How to take orders from your officer and just do what they say. And being an opinionated girl, I didn't yeah. always want to do what they said, but I had to. And it just taught me how to be super hardworking, dedicated, persisting on a given path. It gave me a lot of skills that I use today. If you could tell the listeners mm-hmm. if there's one thing they could do, they have an idea for a product or a company, yeah. one thing that w- that one thing from you that they could do to change their life, what would it be? The best thing that you can do is to start acting on your ideas, period. You have to put fear aside because no one cares about that. You need to start doing. If you have an idea, start putting it into action. That's how you're going. And then more action and then more action. Action comes for me before anything else. And sometimes I crash and burn because I acted too quickly. But most of the time I see major success and and doing what you need to do 
instead of thinking about how you should be doing it. Just do it. And it's awesome advice. And where could people find you? So they can find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at Adi Arizini, but my company's Instagram is at Teamy Blends, which is spelled T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S. And then we have our website, which is www.teamyblends.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bobby. See, I told you she was interesting. That's my conversation with Adi Arenzi. Make sure you follow her on social media and try those amazing teas. And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production. 